Hey everybody, welcome to the High School Times, a podcast made for high schoolers by a high schooler. High school is a time when we learn things about ourselves that shape us for the rest of our lives, as a place to develop our interests and figure out what makes all of us individually unique. This podcast is meant to broadcast unique student perspectives on the experiences they have lived through, the unique interests they have, and their take on general issues. Whether you're on your way to school, in the shower, or doing some homework, take a little time to turn on an episode and listen in. I'm your host, Jay Jom, and let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome to the seventh episode of the High School Times and the third and final part of our college series. I know, so sad. Um, Today's topic will be the testing process, a truly wild ride considering this year with COVID. And with us discussing that is Liza Jacob. Liza, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I'm Liza. I am a senior at Avenues High School in New York City with Jay. Um, And I'm going to be attending Rice University in the fall. Liza just committed to Rice this evening. So congratulations, Liza. I'm very happy for you. Um, me and Liza, we've like known each other for a long time now, but just never talked. Like in seventh grade, when I was seventh grade, she was in eighth grade, we were on a trip in Belize together and we didn't realize we were on that trip until this year when we actually had a conversation. Um, we had a lot of overlapping friends, just never talked to each other. But then finally, because Avenues has something called pods, which is just a specific like a group of people that you see on a consistent basis and do Zoom classes with, obviously different classes. And um, I got plopped in the same pod as Liza. And in a desperate attempt to make friends, I <laughs> to Liza. And that's how now we're, we're besties, basically. Um, hopefully I'll see her advice if I get in. But um, yeah, so Liza, today, today I, want, I was just going to interview you about um, the call, the testing process, sorry. And, you know, it's been a hellish year for testing because COVID, if you guys already didn't know, that's a thing. But um, yeah, so I guess one of the biggest stories regarding testing is that a lot of schools went test optional. Um, how did that play a role into your college application or into a real college application? So for me, um, I started studying for, so I decided to take the ACT. Um, I started studying for the ACT. <laughs> Um, in August going into my junior year and I was planning on taking my first test probably around February Um, but I ended up like taking it a little bit later which was like I think it was March I believe Um, and then my plan was to take it in March and then take my next test if I wanted to do it again in the summer but um, I think that March test was the first one that got canceled and then I had my one in June and July also get canceled. Um, and by the time that September rolled around, there were no testing spots near me. Um, and I wasn't able to take the test at all. Uh, however, so that was a pretty, that was a pretty common situation for most people in my grade, but there was um, like a select group of kids who had been taking it, had been planning on taking it earlier, um, which is, is Jay. Um, I've been planning on taking it earlier, so they took it, like, around December, and those were, like, the only kids that were able to take it before the testing center, testing centers closed, and those kids probably were only able to take it once, 
Um, but mainly it was a huge disadvantage for people who wanted to take the test. I know people who, my best friend went to Philadelphia to take a test. Um, I know someone who went to the Bahamas to take a test. There's it was, it was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, um, at least for me, guys, you don't know, I've taken the test already. I'm actually going to take another one in just two weeks, which I am so pumped for. Like, just really, really excited to take that test because, you know, I just love taking SATs. But as, as Liza mentioned, um, the cool kids, the elite group of kids, took the SAT in December. And for all the single ladies out there, I am part of that elite group. So if you are single and indeed ready to mingle, please email me because I am indeed one of the elitist FT takers and I took it in December and not, and I didn't wait until March, April, May, because you know, <laughs> your boy, I'm just like that. I'm just like that. But anyways, to become professional again. Um, yeah, I think one of the biggest things I've been hearing around the block and from college counselors is that because a lot of schools went test optional, test blind, test whatever, um, the amount of applications have shot up by a significant amount. And like apparently, like I think one source said that MIT's like about applicate like the amount of applications they got increased by eighty seven percent, which is ridiculous. And you know, it could be just because that a lot of kids now feel like think that because oh, if it's test optional, it means they're not gonna look at my test scores. Um, it either means that they think that now because test scores aren't in the picture that they'll seem a lot more like qual like qualified, or just some kids just truly aren't great test takers and don't believe that their test is an accurate reflection of who they are, and this is a breath of fresh air. But um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so the majority of schools I applied to were like that sort of mid-range city access private research institutions. Um, and I'd say on average, those schools went up probably somewhere between 20 and 30% in applications. Um, and it was interesting because you have sort of two groups of people who like half of them are really excited about the fact that these schools went test optional, but the other half are pretty sour about it. Um, the first half is happy because, you know, you might be a student who has a great GPA, who takes rigorous classes, has great extracurriculars, like interviews well, but they've never felt that testing um, reflected well on their application. And they now have a chance to apply to a very prestigious school that they wouldn't have had before because they wouldn't have ever made that sort of benchmark for the test. So that group of people, you know, is very happy, but then on the flip side, you have students who were very proud of the fact that they scored well on these tests um, and also did well in those other categories, but then they have this new like increase of competition of students who didn't submit those test scores, but now they have, you know, schools going up in applications by like 20, 30%. So. Yeah, I mean, me and my family were actually just talking about this the other day. So if you guys didn't know, not only are we going test optional this year, but they're also looking to extend this for the foreseeable future. And my brother, who's in eighth grade, um, we were just joking about the fact that he's gonna have to work much harder than I am because by the time he's in high school and he's in the same position as me, um, he's gonna have to like have 
everything else shining because tests no longer really matter. And because my brother is quite the test taker and very, um, you know, one of those kids, if you know what I mean. Um, it's not going to work in his favor. But um, yeah, and then on top of that, the subject SATs also got canceled. So it just seems that all in all, colleges are going to be more holistic when it comes to accepting their students. I'm learning that there really is no rhyme or reason to who they accept and who they don't accept. You'll see the smartest kids with the best grades, best resumes get rejected. And a kid who just likes cooking, like, for example, likes cooking a lot, get into like Harvard. You know, it, there's no, there's really no talent who will get in, which is it is upsetting for me because I'm someone who likes um, consistency and patterns. But um, yeah. Um, do you have any personal anecdotes when it comes to like, the whole testing process or? Yeah, I mean, this year, I would agree, has been super wacky. Like, for example, I got waitlisted at Tulane and GW, schools that would have been like my safeties, but then got into like Notre Dame and Rice. You know, things can be very, very confusing, especially this year. I mean, the whole like early decision factor was crazy this year you have schools like Tulane who were very like very cautious about their yield and wanted to make sure they had a lot of people enrolling so they the major overwhelming majority of their class came from their ED rounds and you had a lot of schools that were um doing that too which made things pretty complicated you know like our deans were really encouraging us to ED to a school um but also something that was really interesting for me was uh I applied to Georgetown University. That's been a school that I've always really loved, but um, they required three subject tests and either the ACT or the SAT. And my school personally doesn't like prepare us for standardized testing. We don't have AP classes. So I was kind of back in like 10th grade, I was thinking, well, this just seems like an absurd amount of work to put in to apply to Georgetown. Three of those tests plus the ACT. So I kind of put it off of my radar, but then they went test flexible, which is different than test optional because they're basically saying that they, if you take the test, you must submit it. And they're prioritizing people who submit tests scores. Um, but then I had an opportunity to apply there. So kind of out on a whim during my winter break before, um, right before the deadline, I decided to apply to Georgetown. Um, I ended up getting waitlisted, but it was super weird because like of their ED round, um, they, of the people that they accepted in ED, only 7% didn't have test scores. So like, I was like, why even apply? I would clearly be at a disadvantage, but then I did it anyway. So things this year were just extremely unpredictable. Like I said, like getting waitlisted at my safety schools, but like getting into these other ones and then like <laughs> all this stuff with Georgetown, it was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, and, you know, I think also what a lot of seniors weren't expecting and why it's kind of unfair to them is that a lot, I mean, at least for me, I know I've been saying Fezity for a very long time, just nailing down those small nuances that make all the difference in a score. And I'm sure you, along with seniors, were training very, very hard. And then college were kind of like, um, you know what? We don't really care anymore. Just, you know, kind of just pull that on you. So I feel for you guys. And on top of that, I believe that in terms of, like, placing importance on who should be taking the SAT. 
rather than placing importance on seniors who haven't gotten the chance at the SAT and need it for their like application, they gave it to juniors. And that caused a lot of hatred towards me by seniors. Um, you know, they were throwing bricks at my window, snowballs, a lot of a lot of angry emails and texts. It was truly a nightmare. Um, I reported to HR, of course. But uh, yeah, and in general, the testing process, not only in the terms of COVID, is just a very disproportionate process in general. I mean, because it's widely known that the more resources you have and can relocate to studying for the SAT, the better your score is going to be. And that forever just stifles kids who don't have those resources. So, I mean, I know you've talked about this before in our pod. What do you, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I mean, I personally am completely against standardized testing for that sole reason. Um, I was talking to you about this before, Jay, but whenever I went to, um, to do like my ACT tutoring, the majority of what we were going over wasn't like math or grammar. It was like how you skillfully take the ACT, like how you time things properly. When they use this sort of phrasing, what are they implying? Like, what does this type of question mean? And that's not really something that you can just learn like in a classroom, like you learn math. That's something that someone is specifically teaching you. And if you don't have the resources to pay for tutoring, you're just not going to have that, those extra points. Um, and you know, on the ACT, like one, one point goes a long way. Um, but yeah, and an ACT, like standardized test tutoring becomes ridiculously expensive. Like it can be hundreds of dollars. So it's very clear what people are, who are set, ex- set up for success and what people aren't. I mean, if you just think about it for like what colleges are looking for, at least from my understanding, colleges are looking for just kids who are not only smart, but are like have a passion, they have a drive, they have things they, they care about and it's reflected in the things they do. And it's those kinds of kids that you'll often see get into really great schools, not because they're geniuses, but because they just care about something, which surprisingly enough, not a lot of high schools have to show. Like if you look at some resumes, there won't be anything. On others, it will be, you know, a lot of stuff, but you can easily tell we don't really care about them. They just kind of did it for stat padding. Then you have a select few who actually care about something and put in work, put in time, and they came up with something. But if you add in like standardized testing into the mix, it doesn't really doesn't really say anything about a student's ability to do anything besides the fact that they know how to study for a test. And even then, studying for a test that favors one favors one group over another, specifically in financial stability. I mean, what what value is it really adding? I mean, does it really add any value at all? And if any college counselors are listening there, um, don't listen to what I just said. I'm taking the SAT and I'm submitting my scores, but uh, still. Right. I mean, the other argument for testing though, I mean, what I hear people say as a defense to that is that it's kind of like the only way to put everyone on the same scale. It's hard to compare like a school in New Jersey to some school in California, like who knows what their systems, like the curriculum is different. Like there needs to be some way to kind of compare what people know. And I do understand that, but like you can't really (laughs) put aside the fact that certain groups of people are being severely like they're, they're, 
they're putting up for they're being set up for not success and other people are being set up for success like it's very clear yeah um, oh sorry continue no that's it yeah yeah i mean i understand that point of view because like even in terms of gpa which seemingly met like which seems like you know equal scale like a lot of schools have different grading systems like I know some schools like an A is 93 to 97 and A plus is 97 to 100. A minus is much lower than that, but at least for avenues, there is no A plus. It's just an A from 95 to 100, A minus 95, which um, I detest. But, you know, those different, those little different, little differences, in, you throw in APs, you throw in extra credit, you don't have all this stuff. You can't really grade it with the same because rigor of the school also counts. So I guess I do understand. Right. I mean, it's yeah. true, and that makes sense. But then you think of a school like U Chicago, for example, who's a very like it's a very prestigious school, like a great academic reputation, and they're test optional, and they've been for years, and they're doing just fine. They have a very selective, impressive group of students, and they've managed to do fine without having to use standardized testing as like, you know, something that they needed. I mean, to be honest. Um, okay, so this may seem irrelevant at first, but I promise you it has relevance. Um, I am Indian. I know that sounds a little bit off topic, but standardized testing is something very common in India. Um, they literally, instead of Americans who gently try to explain you things and, you know, do all these fancy ways, Indians just cram it down your throat. So I've genetically, I guess, I know that from my father, I've learned to take standardized testing pretty well. And I can just say that this SAT, it doesn't really prove that you're smart. It just proves that you know you can take a test because honestly, SATs or ACT, it's just hacking the system. It's literally just like finding a way around these questions. They're not even that particularly like difficult. It's just, you need to know how to do it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I understand the argument that, you know, they need some kind of thing to hold all students to, but it's not really a reflection of like, how good a student is and i'm not saying that because like my sat score is bad or something i think mine's pretty good but you know i understand the whole thing but um i'm just grateful that i won't have to apply to college sometime in the future where they place importance on everything but my strong suit so and i'm not excited to compete with a larger pool of applicants anyways um Although that was a bit short because the testing process is not much to talk about. Um, that is all for our episode. Thank you, Liza, for so much for being on the show. Of course. And I'll catch you in the next one. Tony, I love this one. I love this one.